Good evening and welcome to Nobody Wake the Bugbear. We are a fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons podcast from Perth, Australia. I am Andrew the Dungeon Master and I am joined by my fantastic cast of players. To my left is the second most senior member of the podcast, Josh. I didn't realise we were ranking now. <laughs> senior member as in time spent. Yeah, 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 but um, I'm still number two now, so uh, <laughs> bow before me. <laughs> number two. To my right is a man, is the man with a thousand voices, John. <laughs> that puts a lot of pressure on me to come up with something. <laughs> you don't have to come it's up like, with the oh, full. You have like six. <laughs> Hello, it is I, John. Is that it? That's just the one you're going to give us? We'll get more. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> it is I, John of the House of Many Voices. Thanks, moving Tommy. on, moving on. To my far left. Hello. It is <laughs> <laughs> Let's roll through them one by one. Hi, Doug. <laughs> to my far left is the man with only one voice. Hi. Doug. Hi, I'm Doug. I have, I, I, I have one voice. Yes. I won't be butchering any accents today. I promise. Good to know. Yep. And to my far right, our special guest this evening, Nikki. Yes. Hello. Thanks for having me back again. I'm not going to be butchering... Any accents again this time. Good, good. Uh, not going to be you insulting did. my family. You did all right last time with <laughs> yeah. the accent, everyone. Yeah. It was like a regal English knightly sort of accent. I appreciate that. I think it fit the character. Mm. So, Also, just want to say, there's no LED lights. I'm not happy about that. There Un- was last time. Under the oh. table. I yeah. forgot in my rush to get ready and John arriving early. And me, you're going to let that go. John, you should just leave and come back so it can reset. I'll leave for 10 minutes. (laughs) During the intro music, I'll plug it in for you. Well, why are we all here? We are going to be playing the most prolific adventure to come out of Perth, Australia The Haunt by Phil Beckwith of PB Publishing. I'm here because he won't let me leave. Yeah, we know that joke, Doug. (laughs) Let me do. line, Bart. (laughs) (laughs) Let me do Phil's intro for him. Phil is the general manager of TTRPGs at Ghostfire Gaming and the writer behind the Adamantine DMsGuild.com bestseller, The Haunt, as well as dozens of other best-selling adventures. Phil has generously provided us a copy of The Haunt Trilogy Special Edition, the first of which we will be playing for this one-shot. I will be running this adventure as close to the written text as humanly possible, as I feel unworthy of meddling with such a perfectly crafted experience. Go check out Ghostfire. They actually do some pretty good stuff. They do. They do. All right. So sit back, everyone. Put your immersion hats on and we shall begin. Our tale begins in the small city of Nesme, within the savage frontier of northwest Feyran. The sun is beginning to set. Through the streets we see the townsfolk retiring to their homes after a hard day's work, more eager than usual, as in the distance dark clouds are brewing. 
focus turns towards a large building in the center of town. Through a high upstairs window, we see a man sitting in front of a wide oak desk. He reclines back and arches his fingers together. He stares at two men sitting at the other end of the desk. But perhaps men isn't the most accurate descriptor. For one is a dragonborn, and the other an earth genasi. Josh, John, who are these men, and what do they look like? Perhaps instead of man, we could almost say boy. He's very boyish, the first figure. He's only about five foot four. He's got like a he's got really long bandy limbs and on a small torso. He's very scarecrow like, with messy dreadlocks of hair and a kind of cute, if not froggish, face with a really wide mouth and big eyes, and he's got kind of green, brown, greyish sort of skin, because he looks like a mudman, like a scarecrow mudman. And he's just chilling. His name is Cobb Canton, by the way. Cobb is his name. Sitting with Cobb is a tall, very muscular dragonborn. His name is Pradonis, although between the two of them, he prefers Donny. He is wearing chainmail and some elements of clearly paladin armor. The armor has accompanying it a Spartan-type helmet, which is made to fit a dragonborn. He is basically wearing armor that has lots of uh, white, gold, and purple elements throughout. He is, in fact, a gem dragonborn. He looks almost like quartz how it's got that translucent outer layer, but still looks from a distance like a solid white. And he'll have elements around each scale of this golden hue as he moves about. Yeah. The man sitting at the other end of the desk regards the two men. Bradonas, Canton, thank you for joining me at such late notice. Of course. <laughs> we didn't have anything better to do, so it's okay. Bordering on the Lurkwood to the northwest... There is a small trail that leads from here to Longsaddle. It is often travelled due to the danger the woods represent. However, it did not stop a nobleman and his carriage from attempting a shortcut on their way to Silvery Moon. Oh, well, there's your problem there. You want to stick to the roads, man. Always want to stick to the path. A Lord Winston Price, as it happens. His carriage broke a wheel and they stopped to make repairs. Naturally, yeah. His young daughter Clementine wandered off and did not return. How many days has it been? He's just made it to town now. Huh. He arrived here shortly before, in a sorry state, begging for assistance. He offered a rather large sum of money for his daughter's safe return. As a goodly knight, I could only think of you, Praetonus, who would take up this cause. Of course. All to spread the glory of my ancestor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As for you, Canton, well, you would take up whatever cause pays enough, and this pays a lot. One thousand gold pieces, to be exact, for which I will take my usual twenty percent. Yeah, that's fair. That'll totally do it. Sweet as honey. Let's go. To find the girl, you may want to recruit someone who knows the area. There are two such persons I have in mind. One is a strange halfling ranger. Often comes to town to get supplies. The people call her Moon-Touched. Okay, is that like a euphemism or...? The other is an old half-giant. Often seen wandering around the woods, giving people trouble if they stay too long. Probably seen because he's really big. Is he really someone who can be trusted? No idea. This is up Probably to you. Not. He knows the woods better than anyone else in these parts. But then again, I can't be trusted either, so... Balances out, really. 
Gather what supplies you need and then head off right away. It would take several hours to reach the woods. Yeah, I mean, someone could be hurt. Let's go save the girl. Adonis uh, gets up and he starts walking out the door. For glory! Thank you very much. We'll we'll do the best we can. And the scene changes. We see Prodonis and Cobb Canton quickly gather their equipment and head off straight towards the Lurkwood, looking for the half-giant and the half-ling. So anyways, you know, you know, I love kids. I, they don't always love me, though. That's the problem. I, I was bullied a lot when I was in... Donnie's more or less just like walking head up, chest out, super happy kind of pacing his arms back and yeah. forth. He likes how how big he is and how much of a mission he has before him, and he's very determined. Whereas I'm slinking about ahead, like between the trees, because I'm scouting, basically. I'm hoping that if anyone appears, they'll see him, but not me. Who do you seek out first? Well, we've got a... We've got a, we've got a half-giant famous for being mean, and we've got a ranger that might be insane... <laughs> because that's when I hear the word moon touch, that's kind of what I hear, you know. I don't, I'm not a bard, so I don't have a poetic license. Moon, moon touched in the head. But moon touched <laughs> sounds like touched in the head. <laughs> Maybe, okay, given that one of them we know is probably in a bad mood, we should seek the ranger first. I'm never one to back down for glory! Okay, so we're going to take the half giant? Oh, okay, all right. I, okay, I say take, hopefully we don't have to fight anyone yet. Let's... I will find him, and I will challenge him if necessary. Okay. Oh, all right, all right. We don't need everyone in the entire forest. Shouting into the woods. Talking. They travel along. They reach the border of the Lurkwood, and they find a small hut bordering the edge of the woods. Okay, let me do the talking first, okay? You are very charismatic. I'll grant you that, but sometimes it takes a delicate hand, all right? I, I was just waiting for you to do something. <laughs> I can do, like, one of my juggling routines to distract him if things get out of hand. Okay. I'm going to... Is there a door? There is a door. It's a small hut. A fire has lit inside. A bright... We can see light. in? No. So the door is shut? Like, it's a door with, that's shut? It's a small hut with a door and the chimney billowing smoke. Okay. I'm going to call out. Hello? Anyone in there? No, no, no. Like this. Hello! <sighs> The door will, will creak open. You'll see a, a hunched over looking figure. He's about, as he is now, probably six foot seven, but you can estimate if he stood at his full height, he'd be above seven foot. He is a very tall, very gray, imposing man in a, looks like a sun hat and a, and a dressing gown with a cup of tea in his hand. <laughs> and he steps out onto his little porch. <clears throat> <clears throat> oh, I heard you gentlemen coming from half a forest away. You have the honor of assisting a paladin of the Ascended Dragon. What say you? I'm swinging my arms at my sides, grinning wildly, but kind of painedly. I just calmly sip my tea and be like, What do you kids <clears throat> want? <sighs> Greetings, sorry. Um, We're looking for a missing girl who we believe became lost in these woods. And that is my problem, how... Okay. You have the honor of assisting a paladin of the Ascended Dragon. What say you? <laughs> I don't know much about this dragon, but there's no dragons in my forest. Except for you. Well, I can tell you a tale. We can offer you, uh, we can, we can offer you some payment if you assist us. 
I need not gold. What is it you do need then? Friend? For you to leave me okay. alone. We just need some advice. If you could offer us, is there a place where people, is there a place in the forest people often go missing? Is there any rumors about, you would be the one that knows. I know these forests, but I know a young lady who knows the scoutings and usually knows anyone that comes in and out of these forests. She wouldn't happen to be moon-touched, would she? Well, she is a little touched in the head, yes, but that's a bit rude. I knew it. I knew it. The last time we dealt with a person who was quote-unquote moon-touched, they tried to slit your throat and then mine, and they sang while they did it. We live. I'll walk over to, like, a nearby tree, and I will use my speaking tree ability, my nature talk ability, to kind of... And druidic, so these guys can't hear it. Just give her like a general call out to try and get her attention to bring her here. So we don't have to go lugging around trying to find her. Well, you know she would be close by. And if you send out an animal messenger or speak to the trees, they are able to pass on the message. Yep. And you just waiting at the hut? Yes. Would you gentlemen care for some tea if you insist on bothering me so... They, would, they might be able to find this out, but what race of being are you? I am a very old furbolg. And what is your name? My name is Old Man Mordecai. For reference, he looks like a really old, like, former jazz musician with a, a mug in his hands that has the word no written on it in bold letters. I fold my arms, I bounce on my toes, I say, Old Man Mordecai, I'm Cobb. This is Predonus. We would very much like to have some tea if, if you're offering. I feel it would be impolite. Very good. You go inside the hut, he brews some tea, and you wait. Half an hour goes by. I cast Goodberry, and I make a very bitter-tasting Goodberry tea. The scene fades out. The storm clouds are beginning to roll in, and light rain begins to come down upon the roof of the hut. Okay, sounds like rain. And sooner or later... Very observant. A halfling approaches the hut. Nikki, who is this halfling and what does she look like? This halfling is a very strange looking halfling. Compared to what they're going to sound like, this halfling is dark and mysterious and looks like they've never seen a touch of daylight before in their lives. And I suppose if you were having a camouflage contest, they would win first place every time. The same colour as the trees. Not quite sure if that's uh, mud or poo on their face, but <laughs> either way, it works. Um, so like a like John Rambo, basically constantly like yeah. traumatised and scared of everything. It's so nothing can smell me. In Cobb's mind, he just hears, "She's dirty." Well, she hasn't knocked on the door yet. I'm sure she would be about to. I'm going to very audaciously just open the door and be like, Mordecai, you called for me. Hello, Chockies. What are you doing here? Hi. uh, Hi, I'm Cobb. Well, hello, Cobb. That's nice to meet you. My name's Gilda. Hi, Gilda. Again, in, in his mind. 
now that she's walked through the door. She's dirty. <laughs> Why are you saying that? About in, no, in in Cobb's mind, so no one else hears it. You're te- you're talking to me with telepathy, with psionic mind. Yes. Well, I'm if gonna... I had have known that there was going to be guests, I probably would have cleaned up a little bit better. But that's all right. No stress. Yes. Okay, let's not beat around the bush here. We are looking for someone. Would you care for some tea? Yes, please, Morty. I know you make the best tea. Here you are. It's, it's, a, it's certainly interesting tea. Um, we have to find someone. Cobb also hears in his mind, the tea tastes bad. <laughs> we have to find someone. There is a girl who is lost in the woods. We have to find oh, her as fast no. as we possibly can. Oh, well, I don't know if you've heard any stories about it, but there is a manner that, you know... Does okay. like to gobble up some children sometimes. A manner that likes to gobble up some children. Well, I don't know if it's the house that's doing it, but... Okay, we have a location. We should not waste any more time. Donnie, can we go? Wait, am I coming with ya? Or are you just getting me here to ask the questions? Well, you can come with us if you want. I mean, well, we use all the help we could get. I've got nothing else I can do, Sounds so. like you know a little bit about this manner that eats children. Yeah, I can get you there. I'm very thankful for your hospitality, old man. Mordecai, but I think we should be getting going as soon as we can. Yes. Very well. I suppose you want me to show oh, you. That would be that would be splendid. But be warned. You never mentioned that you knew about the manor. All that enter that manor do not return. Well, that doesn't sound good. Maybe we okay. should get on, our, on way. our way. That's okay. why I didn't suggest the manor, but... If you wish to die... Verdana's walking out the door. For die. glory! We have to go. We have to... I'm kind of nodding my head in his direction. Let's let's move. He you make walking. your way immediately I in take the direction. My, my travel mug with me. Daddy okay. just walks in the first direction until someone stops him and then realize Until someone says... No, no, no. I'm pretty sure it's this way, but uh, Mordecai's the guy you want to talk to about it. And you all head deeper I take into like the woods. I take like five minutes to go in and get changed into proper gear too, by the way. You make your way further into the Lurkwood forest and storm clouds are now well and truly over your heads and thunder and rain is now falling through the trees. Who used to own the manor? An old general, long since past. Yes, way before my time, so I'm not quite sure. And no one's gotten around to demolishing the manor or anything it's just sitting out there in the middle of the dark woods it used to be a town the town abandoned and fell apart yet the manor still stands the manor still stands yes. I'm sure there's nothing to read into with that at all no Adonis goes up to the door you're not there. You're not, not there yet. <laughs> oh, we're not yet. Oh, sorry. The rain just remind, made me think of it. I know it's pretty typical of me to say this, but I've got a really bad feeling about this place. I'm not sure we're prepared to go in there on our own. If there's anything like maliciously supernatural in there, so you should. I mean, what better a- way to show the glory of the ascended dragon than I- overcoming this challenge? Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's raining. As it rains. There seems to be an almost infinite supply of mud that streaks down his face when, like, it's, it's, like, it's like his hair can never be washed. His dreadlocks, which hang a, a scarecrow mess about his face, like, streaks of mud fall down his face and they just don't stop. Like he's got an infinite supply, because he's basically made of earth. Well, I bet that's nice for your skin. Do you have skin? I don't... I, I don't know. I've, I've never Why? investigated the, the taxonomical nature of things. Try. Is that is that the mansion? Oh, is that the manor? Are we only? Oh, what does it look like? Please describe it. 
As you approach the mansion, you notice the blackness of stone is unnatural, as if tainted. The air begins to grow thick, and with what little light that the night gives, it somehow becomes duller and duller the closer you get to the evil dwelling. There's a little girl in there somewhere that we have to go in there. She's going to be terrified. So the house ate the girl? Well, no, look... We For glory! Like to... And he starts attacking the house. <laughs> you stand in near darkness before you are a set of steps that lead to the high archways that govern the entryway to the manor proper. A large set of dark double oak doors sit patiently closed awaiting your advance. You notice small crystal blue eyes peering at you from behind a dark window beside the doorway. I'm going to point at the... I'm going to shush everyone. I'm going to point at the eyes. Wow. Can I walk over and Hello! have a, have a look at the window? Sure. Mordecai walks over. Oh, time more. This is and as you get closer, bad. the blinds suddenly shut. Well, that's Bordonis a bit has worried. definitely walked up. This house He was attacking the house cursed. earlier until he saw the eyes. You go and beat at the door and it just absorbs your impact. Release your prisoner! Okay, you keep working on that door. I'm going to see if there's another way in. I'm going to... Begin scanning around the side of the house. Do a check on the door. Some oh, yeah. such. Okay, you I'll do remember, you're playing Dungeons and Dragons. I will do a investigation check on the door. Nine. Not great. It seems a large set of dark oak double doors that seem very sturdy. You do see a keyhole. Can I try and pick the lock? Sure. I'm a rogue after all. I'm gonna find. Oh, can I just try? Oh, do we actually try turning the handle? No, you have not. I'm gonna try and turn the handle. It does not open. Okay, well, that was probably too easy. But there is a keyhole. I'm gonna, can I look through the keyhole, please? Sure. With a perception check. Can you see in the dark? Mm, no. no. Have you got a torch? Can someone here see in the dark? Yes, yes. I can have a look for you, Chucky. I'm going to find somewhere nice and dry and just sit down. In please the have a look. You can sit under the eaves of the stairs. Gelda doesn't even need to bend down. She's basically at <laughs> eye height. You see the entrance to, the to a building... You see a, a room about 15 by 15, a little entryway leading into the manor. Okay, Chookies, so it looks like it's just the foyer. Don't know how to get in. Maybe try picking the lock like you said you were going okay. to. Okay, yeah, uh, well, well, let's do that. I pull a pick from in the mess of my hair. Yeah, great. And uh, I begin picking, trying to pick the lock. What is that, a dex? Sleight of hand. Sleight of hand, With your yeah. thieves' tools. Imagine that. Because you are a rogue of some sorts. Six. The lock does not successfully get picked, and the door remains shut. I have an old trick, and I'll cast infestation on the door and try and summon some bugs to go in and fiddle with the tumbles. That fucked them up. <laughs> well, it doesn't unlock doors. You just send bugs through a keyhole, and they rummage around and then come out. The doors remain closed. No, I was hoping they'd well, I might go see if I can fit in through one of the windows, maybe. Yeah, that was my next best sure. yeah. assumption. Let's have a look at these. I'll have at the door again. <clears throat> you so do that. Predonis <clears throat> is bashing away at the door. Give us an attack roll. By all means, get the attention of everything living in the house. Meanwhile, Gelda, you leave and go to seek out a doorway. Can what I is follow that attack her? roll? Yes, yeah, sure. A Cobb, window you way. Gelda. Yeah, she wants to see if she can get in a window. Going around the house. Fifteen. <laughs> Morty, I might need a lift, to be honest. I don't think I'm going to be able to reach it by myself. 
Very well, little one. Thank you. Just as the three <gasps> of you walk away, Raydonis does his final bash on the door. The door swings open with a loud creak. Ha <laughs> I have overcome this villain. Well, looky there. I guess I don't need to climb on anything. Let's go, let's go, you let's see get the this looming girl. black space behind the entryway inviting you into its abode. I will cast Divine Sense. Okay, please describe Divine Sense. We're getting some sense of your character now. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'll describe what Divine Sense does first. As an action, you can detect good and evil. Until the end of your next turn, you can sense anything affected by the Hallow spell or know the location of any celestial fiend or undead within 60 feet. That's not behind total cover. You can use this feature five times per long rest. Anyone that's looking will see his scales shimmer a little bit more and start to kind of work. The shimmer works its way up to the head and then over the eyes and then fades again. You do the magical eminence from your body to scan for things such as fiends, undead, and the like, and you do not detect any such creature. What's the rundown, Donnie? Nothing's running. I'm confused. I will, I will light a torch. Do you feel anything, Donnie? I'm wet. Do you sense anything, Donnie? There's no one inside. It's my favourite conversation. <laughs> I'm going to light a torch and I'm going to hand it to Cobb and be like, here, man of mud. Thank you. I, I, I shake my head. It is raining, so you will have to It'd go be, into the eaves at least yeah, to not be put out. I thought we were in the eaves. So I'm going to put... I'm barefoot, by the way. I'll, yeah. I'm, going to put some, I'm going to put a light source coming from you, Cobb, and you just tell me when you are covering it up and when you are not covering it up. Okay, it's not covered at the moment. I venture my way in. You enter the foyer. I will go with him. My face is now streaked with dark mud and like lines. Yeah, I'm following in too. I'm going to... And you see the following. Pause and watch as Gundela goes in. Sigh heavily, being like that child, and follow them in, I guess. Is she in? If she follows... Yes. Okay. She is behind Cobb. Yes. I don't know how to feel about the fact that I've caused you to behave this way by saying that you're insane. Yes, basically. It's all you. The entry foyer has a large open space with a floor made out of black marble. Two imposing-looking demonic statues stand to either side of the foyer, as if motionlessly keeping watch over the empty room. Down, demon! And he'll attack. They look like stone. Are you going to be like this the whole game? I will kill you. (laughs) How do you put up with him? Sometimes I don't know. Raydonis, you walk towards one of the statues, and just as you go to strike out, it opens two red eyes and screeches at you. Roll for initiative. God, Timora. Starting combat. Let's get some initiatives. Mordecai. 14. Raydonis. 17. Sorry, 16. Minus one dex. Cobb. 10. Gelder. I got 18. Beginning combat is the stone creatures to either side of the room. They animate and the stone cracks as they move. The one next to Predonis, five feet in this 15 by 15 foot room. It attacks out first with its bite. 10. It is a miss. Once with its claws. 19. It hits and does three slashing damage. The other creature steps towards Cobb, just in the entryway, and makes the same two attacks. 
22 with a bite, 4 piercing damage. The claws rake out. 13 is a miss. That is their turn. Gelda, it is your turn. Okay, so Cobb is just to the north northeast of me and I'm going to just say oh excuse me sorry um sorry Cobb sorry and just go behind and then around hopefully staying out of range you have entered the range of the right hand creature if you go around it without leaving its reach perfect let's do that that. yes and I'm going to fire an eldritch blast at the one that just hit Praedonis that will be a disadvantage because there is an enemy within five feet of you. Okay. Well, you're lucky it was a disadvantage because one was a natural 20 and the other is a 10. That is a miss. Please fire your second beam. That's an eight, so that I'm just going to stop. That is also a miss. Ah, bugger. And that is your turn. Yes. Bredonis, it is now your turn. I strike out against the enemy with my great sword. Very well. 24. That is a hit. Also, Divine Smite. 15, 20, plus... Please split the damage between your normal sword and the Radiant. Oh, okay. 11, normal slashing damage. It rakes across the stone, but does not all go through, and only does 5 points of damage. And 13 points of Radiant damage. That does all go through striking the stone. I will then use my bonus action before proceeding to my extra attack to use my channel divinity. I use inspiring smite after you deal damage to a creature with your divine smite feature. You can use your channel divinity as a bonus action to distribute temporary hit points to creatures of your choice within 30 feet, which can include you. The total number of temporary hit points equals 2d8 plus 5. And you are choosing Cobb and yourself, are you not? I am not choosing myself. I'm going to choose Cobb and the Warlock. Who is the Warlock? The one that cast Eldritch Blast. You know her to be a ranger of Ah. the woods. But she cast Eldritch Blast. But she cast Eldritch Blast. They each get nine temporary hit points until their next long rest. Thank you. Thanks. And now your second attack. My second attack. (laughs) Ten. (laughs) That is a miss. Your turn is ended. Mordecai. It is your turn. You are outside the house. I am going to bonus action. And in my hand, a scimitar of pure flame ignites as I cast Flaming Blade. Nice. And I will walk next to Cobb and... 20 feet forwards. Donny, yep. And I'm going to hit the little shit in front of Cobb. Do it. It's not little. It's a big shit. Can you speak Terran, Cobb? Terran? Terran. The language of stone creatures of Earth. I didn't actually pick a language. I, I, I didn't get that in my sheet. 15, by the way. 15 is a hit, Mordecai. I guess I forgot. But do Earth Ganassi would all, like, naturally have something like that? 10 points so of fire no. damage. Just fire damage? Flat fire. Magical fire damage? Yep. It wounds this creature. Oh, oh I also shed off. 10 foot of bright and 10 foot of dim light. How long does this last for? One hour. Oh, concentration up to 10 minutes, sorry. Okay. Is this going to be one of these, unless it's a magic weapon, it doesn't hurt them sort of modules? Is that your turn? Yes. Is it a bonus action to cast? Yes. Cobb, it is your turn. It's my turn. I would like to, first of all, 
use my skirmisher ability to move 15 feet diagonally to the northeast. So let's isn't that after after the turn after the end of the creature's turn? I believe it's a reaction during their turn. Is it not? Uh, when an enemy ends its turn, as a reaction. So I should have done that. So you did not do that, and it is now a new. Okay, well, I just I just started playing this character for God's sake. <laughs> I will let you do that. I'd like to diagonally to the northwest, five feet towards the little staircase leading up into the manor yep. proper. Yeah, that's what I would have done. Now it is your normal turn. And then I would like to pull out my short sword, shing, and because I can't really attack from far away, I'll just prepare. If a creature walks forward five feet. Yeah. Next to you, you will attack as your, rea- your reaction is, which is technically next turn's reaction. Yes. Yeah, because we're in a cramped space. I would pull up my short bow, but I feel like something's going to come back on me. Okay, it is your turn finished. The stone-like creature next to Predonus strikes out twice, once with its bite. It gets a 14 and misses. It strikes out with its claw and gets a 6 and misses. It moves five feet north and is now next to Cobb to the north and Predonus to the south. The next stone guardian-like creature strikes out at Mordecai, holding the flaming weapon. Do it. Thirteen. Miss. It is a miss. Claw. Eleven. It is a miss. It will stay put. Cobb, you may use your attack, because one creature is within five feet of you. Yes, I will attack it with my short sword. I'm rolling rocks. That's eight. That is a miss. I'm going to stop using this dice. Gelda, it is your turn. Okay, well... I'm going to pull out my moon-touched short sword and I'm going to have a stab at the one that's uh, to the southwest of me. Five feet next to you. Yes. Yeah, that hits. Maths ain't that great right now. 23. That is a hit. Please roll your damage. That's six points of piercing damage and it is magical piercing damage. Very well. You do six points of damage and it yes. cracks the stone of this creature. Do you want to move or do your extra attack? Uh, yeah, I'm going to do my extra attack on the same creature. That's 21 to hit. That is also a hit. Seven points of magical piercing damage. Still up. Oh, well, bollocks. Just for, uh, just for a note of reference, furbogs don't have dark vision. I know. Oh, why do you think I had dark vision? I don't know. So only one person has dark vision, which is the halfling, strangely enough, but there is a class reason for that, people. Any movement? No, look, I'm just going to stay put, thanks. Predonus, it is your turn. Huh. I'm just going to have to strike out. Attack number one. Predon them. Well, you ruined that, not me, because I only got a 14. That is a miss. Your last attack. Uh, like 23. That is a hit. 10 on the dice, plus 13. 13 points of non-magical damage is still up. And your turn has ended, is it not? Yep. Mordecai, it is your turn. I'm going to hit it again. With your flame blade. Yeah. Die. Natural 20. Critical hit. (laughs) 3, 6, 10, plus... 15 for 25 points of fire damage. 25 points of fire damage rock this stone creature, cracking off parts that crumble to the floor. It is still up. 
That'll be my... Oh, I'll move five feet up. You move five feet up next to Gelda and Cobb to the north. And that is my turn. Cobb, it is your turn. Well, I used my um, prepared action already, so I can't hit anything again, so... It's your full turn. So I can I can still fight if I... Yes. Well, I'll try and hit it again. It's your complete turn. I'll hit, try and hit it again. Go. One south of you, southwest, five feet. Yes. That's a little bit more like it. Uh, 16. That is a hit. Five damage. Five damage with a non-magical weapon. Yes, I'm afraid. Still up. That's, turn. That's it. Round three, my turn again. The one next to Mordecai strikes out twice. Once with its bite, eight. Miss. Next with its claw, natural 20. That's that's a hit. Is it? Hey, no. back some bitch. <laughs> Mordecai. Yes. You take. Hit me. 12 points of slashing damage. Oh, uh, that's okay. And that is its turn. Yep. The second creature, seeing the success of its other partner's attack, moves five foot to the east and strikes out twice at you. 17. Miss. You've got a shield on. I have a shield. You've got scale mail. I have scale mail. And your AC is 18. Yes. Um, uh, if, if it's done with its turn, I'd like, like to hop up the stairs. No, no. It's not done with its turn. Because I did not say my turn has ended. Hurry the claw up. attack <laughs> rakes out and gets a 10. Miss. And that is a miss. Okay. And that is their turn. Okay, I'd like to hop up the stairs as a reaction. <laughs> it was quick to that, wasn't it? <laughs> you hop up the stairs 5 feet or 10 feet into the... F- further room. Uh, no, just five feet. Just five feet? You are five feet up the stairs. Yep. That is your reaction move. Gelda, it is your turn. Okay, so I see one of them really hurting my good friend Morty, <laughs> and I'm gonna say, now, look at me. <laughs> None of that in here, and I'm gonna cast Toll the Dead. So you have to make a wisdom saving throw. Which one? The left or the right statue? This is like Cabin in the Woods. The, the Everyone's exceeding except for me. <laughs> And my me. left. <laughs> Your the left. one that got the natural 20. Yes. yes. What save do I need to make? Dexterity? Wisdom. Wisdom. 18, which is a pass. Yes. It does Ooh, no did, damage. Did you not know stone monsters are wise? <laughs> you have a move. Uh, yeah, no, nah, I'm going to stay there. Predonis, it is your turn once more. <clears throat> I will move just to the left of the creature, facing it. I will unleash my dragon's breath. Huh. Will that attack Mordecai as well? Uh, that's a good question, actually. That, I don't know. Hit, is it a line or a cone? It's a cone. It's a cone. It will hit all of us. It will hit all of you. <laughs> Mordecai, Gelda, and two stone-like creatures. Hmm, that's a good question. That's a good point. Didn't even think of that. You can take can, it. Can you? No. <laughs> I think I you sure can, if I max roll, I almost You can you. angle it such a way to only get the two creatures and Mordecai. Thank you. Nope. <laughs> what do you really do? Uh, I will attack it twice. <laughs> roll it. 17. That is a hit on the western gargoyle creature. 11 damage. Still up. Next attack, 23 to hit. That is a hit. I will re-roll the one with my great weapon feature. 14 damage. 14 damage goes down to 7 damage and it is still up. And that is your turn, is it not? Yes, it is. Mordecai, it is now your turn again. You are flanked on the west and the east by two stone gargoyles. What do you do? I'm going to hit it again. No, I just turned into Kabias then. 
I probably miss with an eight. You do. So, miss, would you like to move? Uh, don't know. But I will cast Healing Word on myself. As a bonus action. As a bonus. That is six points. You heal yourself six points, and that is your turn, Cobb. It is your turn. Looking around, now you are up the stairs. You see into the other room. This room is a raised platform, a step up from the foyer and the tea room, and is situated at the bottom of a stairwell. There is a cushioned sitting couch on the southwest corner of the room. It has an old worn children's doll laying next to it, laying on it. Next to the stairwell sits a statue of a griffin, perched up on a pedestal with one forearm raised in a clawed fist. What do you do? I would like to... Can I drop my short sword and prepare my short bow and then step back down into the room? You can, but that will put you five feet away from a creature. Oh, okay. I won't. I'll just stay up here and drop my short sword and prepare my bow. You may attack with your bow. I will do that. I glance nervously at the doll. You will get sneak attack because the creatures are surrounded by your allies. (gasps) I still get that, even though I'm not a thief? Yeah. All rogues get it. Hell yeah. It's a rogue thing. I saw that was a four, and that is a miss, and that is your turn unless you want to move. I don't want to go into the room with the doll and the, the griffin, so I'll stay here. Round four, the top of round four, it is my turn once again. After unsuccessfully attacking the man with the sword, they attack the small halfling. Just looking down, they attack out with their bite. 15. That hits, yes. Gelda, you take four piercing damage, and here comes a claw. You take, well, 13 won't hit. No, it won't. But, however, the second one will move around five feet to the north and attack you twice. 12, that is a miss. Claw attack, 22. You take three slashing damage, and that is their turn. You hear the scraping of graveled stone as they speak their strange language. Gelda, it is your turn now. Oh, like nails on a chalkboard, I'm going to turn around and have a slice at the one that moved up next to me. That's 25 to hit. Of course, that is a hit. That could have been a six, but it's a it's five points of magical slashing damage. Five points of damage. The stone gargoyle crumbles to the floor and smashes into dust. It is dead. Amazing. I'm going to use my second attack to have a go at the other one. Roll it. Roll it. Yes, that hits. It's a 17 on the door. How much damage can you do? How low can you go? Not much. Um, That's going to be four points of magical damage. Four points of damage. The creature is still standing. Oh, you bugger. And that is your turn. Predonis. Huh. Going slightly to the north. And I will angle my dragon's breath <laughs> and breathe on it. Dexterity saving throw? Yes. Four. Save is 14. 2d10? <laughs> I thought it was 2d8. Six plus... Six plus two is eight. Eight radiant damage. This creature drops to the floor in a pile of rubble <laughs> and dust and combat has ended. Oh, good job, Chookies. I lower lower my bow, kind of embarrassed that I didn't get any serious hits on anything. Look, it's fine, but we should probably go... um... Donnie will kneel and give thanks for a few seconds. I'm standing at the top of the stairs, kind of panting, 
my gangly scarecrow silhouette. I'm going to keep moving up. I'm going to check on up. the check on my little halfling friend and see how bad she's hurt. Sure. Oh, I'm good. How about you? Do you want something? I'm good. Right. Okay, everyone, just 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 be careful. Okay. The room just connecting the room with the couch and the griffin statue and the stairwell just to the north of you, ten feet to the north, is a sitting room. Or a tea room, rather. The manor's tea room is a large sunken room with a fireplace and hearth situated in the northwest corner. There are three small round tables where guests once sat and consumed tea and other assorted refreshments. A glass chandelier hangs on a sturdy chain from high above. Dust and cobwebs cover everything. The chandelier is lit and is shedding bright light across the room. I don't think a little girl climbed up there and lit those. Can I turn and look at the doll? Sure. You see a small child's doll. Porcelain. How old does it look? It looks rather in good condition. So it might be the little girl. That that might be hers. It's not an old man, man or doll. It's Compared like doll. to the rest of the house, yeah. it looks quite new. That Would looks you... like a doll that a girl from nowadays might use. Then should we take it with us? I'm going to... Can I roll inside on the doll to see if there's anything weird going on with it? Sure, you can roll investigation. I'll roll investigation on the doll. Twelve. It's got eerily bluish eyes. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. Don't I will cast don't quite detect similar, magic. Quite similar to the, the ones, ones you saw gazing window. at you through the window. Yeah, don't touch that thing. I will ritually cast detect magic. Ten minutes goes by. The flame sword is now gone. While he's doing that, I'm yes. going to inspect the yes. griffin. You see the griffin statue with one arm raised. What do you do? Uh, can I... I'll wait. <laughs> You'll wait the ten minutes without speaking? I think I might um climb up on it, see if... um. Sure, give see if us there's a, anything on there, see if it's on the top or anything. Give us an athletics check. Yeah, that's a straight nine. So you manage to climb up, but as you're Ugh. climbing up, you grab onto the arm, pulling it down, and you Ugh. hear the sound of a mechanism and the screeching of stone to the north. Oh. That sounds... Sounds like you found a secret door or yeah, something. Yeah, I think I might have opened something. Mordecai, the stairwell just in front of you has a portcullis sealing off the entrance going up. However, there is a basement going down. Can I try... Can I grab the portcullis and try and give it a yank up? Sure. Solid iron. Hmm. I don't see any signs of a struggle, which means whatever has got this little girl probably managed to lure her. I don't really like the fact that the doll was watching us through the window outside. Maybe we should just um, put it outside for a little bit. So. Has, has Detect Magic gone off yet? Detect Magic goes off. Just a doll. And you sense a magical presence within the doll. Yeah, just a doll, hi. <laughs> a, a magical doll. <laughs> Does anyone know how to dispel magic? Unfortunately not. I do not. Here's... Uh, I'm worried that if we leave the doll where it is, it'll go missing and tamper with us later. But I'm also worried about even touching the thing. I'm going to pick up the doll and throw it at Cobb. As you pick it up, a little mouth opens and it begins 
singing a little lullaby. Oh no. See? It just sings. That's why it's magical. You're all paranoid. And you throw it against the wall <laughs> and it bounces off the wall and lands on the ground. Still making the noise. <laughs> um, okay. Bardanus will reach into the mind of the doll if it has one. Hello? No. Do you know anything? No response. Huh? I want to go in a little bit further and investigate. I think I can see some doors. Right. Sure. After yeah. about 30 seconds, the tune stops. I will tie up the more. doll because it's creeping me out. You tie it up with a rope and sure. leave it on the couch, the sitting uh, couch. Anyone want that? Can I like hold the rope up with the doll dangling? Would anyone want this? I don't want it. I'll take it. Who enters the sitting room? I take the doll. If she goes, I'm following her. Gelda, Mordecai, you enter the sitting room. I'm going to put the doll in my bag. And suddenly the chandelier comes crashing to the ground. Ah. I'm getting too old for this. Yes. I'm not trying to say you're old, but this isn't a place for an old man. You see this happen, and you're just managed to jump out of the way, and now the room is plunged in darkness once more, except for the moon-touched sword that is still glowing. Do I have my torch? Sure, you've got your torch still lit. You can walk into the room, lighting it up. To the north, against the eastern wall, you see an open doorway in the wood. I would like to move towards the open doorway with my torch. I would like to inspect the fireplace. Sure. Thank you. Give us investigation. Cobb, you are now sitting at the threshold between the door. It's open. It is open. It is dark, but your torch is lighting it up. It is a 15-foot corridor leading to a blank wall in front of you. With nothing in it. With nothing in it. Well, I got a nine on my investigation. Sorry to interrupt just then. Seems like an old fireplace that has long gone out. Okay. Going to go walk back to the little statue. Sure. And I'm going to lift the leg and see if I can... One arm goes up, the other goes down, and Cobb, the door in front of you suddenly rises up to close. What do you do? Oh, that, that did something. What did, you just, what did you just do? Do you let it close or do you jump through? No, I'm not jumping through. <laughs> the door closes. What, I... what did, you, did you do anything? Did you do something? Yes. Do that again. Do the reverse. I do the reverse. The door opens once more. Okay, so we have a door over here, but it's into like an empty corridor with nothing inside. Perhaps. Roll a perception check. I will roll a perception check. Mr. Cobb. God, 12. Even with that roll, you notice that as the door in front of you is going up, another passageway at the end is going down. Okay, I, I, uh, I think on either side of this corridor there is a door, and only one can be open at a time. But you can jump through when they're both moving. So, Donnie, can you communicate with me while through a wall? Uh-huh. Uh, wait. Can you? I don't know. Can I? We okay. can find out. Okay, we're going to try something. How do you do things through a wall? Okay, so we can't do what I wanted to do, which is have him go through to the yeah. other side. I was, I was role-playing it. Perhaps two of us should go through. Okay, who feels like staying behind? I want to go ahead and see if the little girl's on the other side of this. I, I don't like the idea of her being alone in this place. I think I might join you on that one, if that's okay with everyone else. Okay. Very well. Sorry, Morty. 
So That's you right. pull down the lever and the door opens once more. Cobb, do you step into the room? Yeah, I step into the room. Who else steps into the room? I'm joining Cobb. Gelda? Yes. There's room for one more. I will stay behind with Mordecai. You pull the lever. The door behind you closes. However, the door in front of you opens and you see into another room. Perhaps we should not have let the two squishy people go alone. I don't think I could have borne the thought of leaving you alone either. It opens up into a little hallway going off to the east. I'm going to check the doll in my bag and see if it does anything. You put the doll in your bag? I did, yeah. Okay. Is it tied up? Yeah. Okay. Nothing? Nothing. No glowy eyes? No, well... Its eyes are glowing. Its eyes are not glowing, but they're they're blue. blue. I'm going to shut my bag again, making sure that it's tied up. Sure. And I'm going to walk forwards to the door to my left. You walk forwards into the room, 15 feet, and you see a doorway. There's a couple more doors around here. Two more rooms. I'm following. Gelda following behind. I'm going to go to the door to the north, which I just passed. It opens up into a... Not that one. Okay. Oh, sorry, not that one. No, the, the, the one that we just... The one that it's we just, a window. The, the one that Gilda is next It's a window. Oh, that's a you window. see out into the darkness. Oh, okay. I'm going to hold the doll up and <laughs> make it peek out of the window. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> you scare a little As you do child. that, the lullaby starts up again. I drop the doll. You drop the doll and it brings out a knife and begins to cut the rope. And we'll see you next time. I'm just holding my hand beside my head as I look down at the thing on the ground. I just want to stump on it like it's a fire. Just put it out. With my Where did foot. I pull the knife from, Andrew? Don't worry about you, it. Don't worry about that. You just, uh, you just worry about yourself, mate. This has been part one of The Haunt by Phil Beckwith of PB Publishing. You can find it along with many of his other works at dmsguild.com. You can also follow Phil on Twitter at pbpublishing1. This episode has featured the Haunt original score by Chris Bissett from Loot the Room. Other music tracks have been provided by Alex Nakarada of SerpentSoundStudios.com and our own John Saxon of Nobody Wake the Bugbear. We have been Nobody Wake the Bugbear. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok and YouTube at NWTB Podcast and on Twitter at NWT Bugbear. And we'll see you in part two. Goodbye now. See you later, chookies. Bye. Thank you.